welcome back to another episode of the College Football Overdrive Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Fred Purdue. I'm joined by my esteemed co-host and hater of Week Zero and all things Tar Heels, Rick Brown. What's going on, Rick? What's a Tar Heel? I still don't What's know. up, Fred? Hey, man. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. After a crazy... I thought this week was going to be, you know, light work. You know, after week one, we got big matchups and, you know, things were supposed to happen and... So, um, you know, we had some we had some upsets. We had a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And, and I, I think, as you said it in a conversation last night offline, today was wild. <laughs> or, or yesterday was wild. That was a wild day. Definitely. It definitely was. I mean, we had SEC teams going down. And I mean, not just going down, but, you know, at home and – that's you know we, the way we talk about this SEC is like, you know it's like it's the it's the NFL and then it's the SEC and then it's the rest of college football and then everybody else doesn't matter right so like this thing got wild wild and then you know the guy I, I hold in high esteem he he just didn't look all that happy uh, one Nick Saban so uh, we'll kind of start there I mean that would be a great place to start um, we had uh, we had Nick Saban. Uh, and his Alabama Crimson Tide just – I don't know what happened in this. It, I saw shades of the, what, 2009 National Championship game against Texas. Uh, number one, Alabama played – uh, play, faced off against te- the Texas Longhorns uh, on the road in Austin. It was, college game day was there. Quinn Ewers, I wasn't sure who he was, what he was. And he, he started out on fire and then – Injuries. I mean, we we had a defensive lineman fall on his shoulder, drove him into the ground. I mean, can we can we decide what is what is roughing the passer and what's not roughing the passer and what's targeting what's not targeting? Because it looked it looked pretty bad. It turned out to be a clavicle sprain. Oh wow! And and everything else, every and, it, and what we saw, and I mean, it was shades of Colt McCoy against Alabama in two thousand nine, and I was just like, wow, uh oh. Um, Texas is this is over, and they fought back. I mean, it seemed like Hudson Card looked like he was a he was he was just on a tear. I mean, defense looked good, and you know, second half adjustments. Um, both sides made some very nice adjustments. Texas had an opportunity to score at the end of the half. Um, there was a pit, there was a they got down to maybe what the like the 20 yard line. And they kicked the field goal, and they still missed the field goal. And there was a safety that was missed. Come on, refs. That's the difference in the game. Come on, ref. Come on, ref. He was down. This game was wild. Everything you wanted in the football game. <clears throat> the thing I liked about this game was when it ca- when it came time to make plays, Alabama stars made the plays. Uh, what can you say about Anderson? His timely sack uh, in, in toward the end of rev- uh, regulation that forced the field goal back a little longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. I mean, I, I thought that was pivotal. On the other side, the missed opportunity, the missed sack that that they had against um, the Heisman Trophy winner, who looked like a young, shorter. He he really did look like. Uh, Russ um, 
Russ Wilson on that play, scrambling, mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. away from there. And that and that run to get them down into into range. I mean, those two plays by the two stars of Alabama helped them win this game. Uh, tremendous. I, 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 and I said it last week, and I thought you thought I was joking, <clears throat> but first really road trip for Alabama. I mean, into the heart of Texas, high noon game. Texas has spent all year getting hyped for this one game. I thought they were playing tough. Who knows what would have happened with if their starting quarterback would have stayed there, uh, stayed healthy. Um, woulda, coulda, shoulda. We will never know. Um, but, hey, uh, hats off to Austin. I mean, Austin. <laughs> hats off to Texas for, um, for, for, for battling. What would have been – what was funny to me was when uh, – uh, 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 Texas kicker. His last name Auburn. was Auburn. Auburn, yeah, yeah. Oh, you my brought that goodness. to me. You, you text me that in the middle of the game. I was like, ooh. I was. Yeah. I, I had. I had visions. I was like, Auburn kicks Bama. <laughs> you were just looking for that headline. Those old, those old reporter days started coming out, didn't they? Yes, it did. It did, and it was. I mean, it was so simple. I mean, I was like, Auburn War Eagle. Oh man, it just all seemed to line up until it didn't. So, <laughs> uh, but good, good matchup, and I think uh, Bama will be better for this. They need their receivers have to get better. They have to get better at at at, at winning off the line of scrimmage. They definitely do. Trayshawn Holden showed up at the end, made yeah. some crucial catches. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, I thought he would be the the X factor as far as a a, a true workhorse running back. Uh, who could take step up? He he stepped up in the hole, didn't step up to against a blitzing linebacker. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hold on. I mean, he he completely whiffed. And I said, Oh, um, okay. All right. Uh their offensive line doesn't look great. Uh, this is probably if you don't get Bama offensively this year, if you don't get Bama at all this year, this is the down year, Nick Saban. This is the year you say, uh, we're not all that great. Last year, if last year was a down year, what is this? I mean, this is probably the worst I've seen Bama since probably 2010 after they won the first national title against Texas. Uh, and they went nine and four. That was and they they took their they took their frustrations out on a young Kirk Cousins, or at least in college world. At Michigan State, an older Kirk Cousins before he, you know, he said, "You like that?" Because I don't think he liked that. So um, that was that's probably the worst I've seen since since then. So, um, but a Saban team um, with the transfer portal and all of the NIL, I think it's this is what it meant, what we meant by the ta- the the parity, the balancing of college football. You may be seeing that a little bit more. Because even with all of the talent disparity that Alabama has, their skill guys look a lot more average than normal. Mm-hmm. 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 But that wasn't the only um, crazy game, was it? No, definitely not. So I have, I have a. So for me, when I'm when I'm looking down schedules, and I'm like, ooh, Texas A&M, App State, and I'm like, haven't these teams learned? 
There are three teams that you do not, you absolutely, it used to be four, one's kind of gone away, but it used to be Boise State, nah, maybe TCU or Utah, okay. Then it became App State after they beat Michigan, and then they find way, they beat teams. I mean, even Miami, my Miami team, we we got we got a taste of App State last year and had to pull one out. Um North Dakota State is another one, and Georgia Southern is another one. Hey, Florida Gators four and eight. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah sorry, I, I, I had anytime I can take a dig. If you think I hate Florida State, tell me how much I hate Florida. Anyway, um, so those are the, those are the teams you don't schedule early season games against because they can get up for them. They've had they have maybe a game or so of film, or they have a whole off season to prepare for you. Texas A&M had the ball for a grand total of 18 minutes, 18 Mm. minutes. They got blown off the ball, play in and play out. And quite honestly, I am happy for this App State team. Uh, Chase Bryce, a former Clemson quarterback, he's a six-year player. If my numbers add up correctly, he was Deshaun Watson's backup at Clemson his last year at Clemson winning a national championship. He was the backup quarterback. If my numbers line up just right, that was 2017. We're in 2022. Yeah, that's about right. So he transfers to to Duke. Doesn't work out. Transfers over to App State last year. Had a good year. Had an even better year this year. Um, This game was topsy-turvy. Texas A&M has a problem at quarterback. Um, they scored early, didn't score into the second half. Again, on a punt return, a couple missed tackles. They have a um, – they have a – one of their, their running back, Shane, he is a – he put this in perspective. I was actually talking to somebody uh, yesterday. He was He's a former track – college track athlete. Second team, All-American last year, running a 11-0-1-100. That is a le- that's good enough for eleventh best in the nation. Mm. Just, just saying, just saying, and he put every bit of it on display. But the offense wasn't on the field enough, and Jimbo did not like it. This kind of <clears throat> this is a more than a disappointing loss. I, I, I mean, this loss, and I, I'm looking down. I'm looking. I'm looking in the past, and I'm looking ahead. I'm looking in the past because all the all the hype we were getting during SEC media days, mm-hmm. and Bama this, and Saban is that, and and then looking forward to October eighth, and then this. How can you prepare? I mean, Miami has to be very happy. I like us against not, them. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that just showed that there's just so many weaknesses with this team. And to me, it starts up front coaching. I don't care how good App State is. And I'm sorry, you're, you're not supposed to overlook any team. And hats off to App State. I mean, we, we all love Especially not that team. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all loved it when Lynch uh, made the block to help them beat uh, Michigan. Shout mm-hmm. out to Lynch, um, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Uh, uh, got on the cover of Sports Illustrated. 
And now, um, but but come on, man, you're not you you can't lose this game. You 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 just cannot lose this game under any circumstances, and it's disappointing. It's it's more than disappointing. It, it, it sucks because I'm not as hyped anymore about October eighth, and I do think that um, unless you know what. I'm really not because maybe both of those teams are overrated and the defending national champions are the best team still. I mean, it just, it just shakes everything up for me. Um, I have to go back in the lab. I got to do some research. Yeah, I, I, I think like we do. Talk. We definitely do because those defending national champions, they played a sloppy game against Sanford and they still gave up a, a donut. They put out a donut out there. Uh, Defense shut him out uh, 33 to nothing. And Kirby was kind of pissed at, at the fact that the offense came out sloppy. Defense played a little sloppy. Um, and that's what you want to see. Those are that's, that's that Saban pedigree that we see from years back where Saban, oh, we're winning 35 nothing and we're running the football for 200 yards. And oh, we're, I'm mad the offensive lineman missed a block. Way back in the first quarter, he, he improved throughout the game, but he missed that one block. Now he's going to, he's in trouble with me. That's that mentality. This is what happens. And it, you see it across vert, most sports, uh, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, but especially football. Once that coach, that one coach gets one and he gets a taste of it, not just as an assistant, but as a head guy. Once he gets a taste of it, it's like he knows this is the formula and this is the intensity that he has to have. Can I just also say Stetson Bennett, can have some Heisman love now. I'm sorry, oh. Stetson. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Stetson Bennett. I used to call you a game manager. And at the NFL level, that may be you one day. But for right now at the college level, I mean, he he he's a he's ball. I don't know what happened between last year and now. But he looks in full control of this offense, and it's not that they're just running the football down people's throats. He's throwing the football 34 <laughs> times a game at this point, 300 yards and a touchdown. And, I mean, that was they, that was light work for him. <laughs> I mean, Georgia Georgia has freaks. Uh, literally, they have a 6'7 tight end. They have a 6'5 tight end. They have a – and they're the backups. I mean, Darnell Washington is a backup. He can play anywhere in the country and start. But he's a backup at Georgia. And these guys are really – I mean, they're, they're star one of their star running backs is their leading receiver in back-to-back weeks. Mm. 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 Look out. Look out, SEC. Georgia, <laughs> Georgia might go on a nice little run. We'll see. It's, it's still early. Um, we can kind of stay in the SEC a little bit. Um, one one team that I, I really have a lot of disdain for, um, that that Florida Gator team. Uh, you know, Florida and Kentucky is kind of like a, a matchup that maybe it's not maybe a big of a rivalry as it is that this one. I'm gonna and I'm gonna bring this. You'll see where I'm going with this one. Um, Florida had a had like a 30 year winning streak against mm-hmm. Kentucky. And there's a certain high school rivalry that me and myself, as well as you, know about <laughs> that had a 30-year 30 30 year, um, 
winning streak on it. It was like 30 years, and, and then there was two wins. Well, Kentucky, and I'm not going to name any names at that high school level. We're not here for that. But um, shout out Kathleen High School. Anyway. Um, Lakeland High School. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, Kentucky and Florida, they've had this this back and forth. And some games used to be close, and some games they were definitely not close. Uh, but the last couple of years, the last four years, Kentucky has split with Florida. Two uh, two games to two games, and last night Kentucky walked into the swamp, and they thoroughly gave Florida the the ass kicking that they deserved. Um, everyone that was very high on Anthony Richardson, I said I said to a former Gator, and you may know this name, uh, Coach Jamel Cornelius, uh, former mm-hmm. time, yeah, on that 06 Florida team. So um, I happened to say to him and say, look. You know, I just really don't believe what I'm seeing with Anthony Richardson. I think he's more of a runner than a passer. He is, you find a team that can take that or that those legs away, make him think, make him think. Not calling him a, a, a an unintelligent quarterback, but most of these runners, the 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 Tyrod Taylor types, the Marcus Mariota types, you take away their legs and force them to stand in the pocket and go from one to two to three to check down or one to three, two to three tight end. Mm, And if they beat you, cool. But most coaches will say, I'll I'll take that. I'll take that every day. And it happened. Uh, He looked very, very pedestrian out there. 14 to 35 for 143 yards and two picks. And both picks were very, very bad. Um, This game was crazy. I mean, it was crazy at the, towards the end, Kentucky kind of got a lead up and, Florida just couldn't move the football. Yeah, it was, um, and, and I was one of those who was high, who who got who drunk the the Gatorade, and <clears throat> was high on AR fifteen. Mm-hmm. And yesterday's last night's performance was horrible. There, there's no other way of saying it. I I, I thought that Kentucky came down and hit Florida dead in the mouth. And the Gators did not respond. Sad performance at home. Um, you know, I talked about this a little bit last week. How it's always the second game for me, usually of the season, that you can learn a lot about a team. Because the first game of the season, you've had all off season, you've had uh, to prepare for this one game. But the next week, when you only have a week to prepare, yeah, you've been working a little bit on it during the off season, but when you really come down to it, you learn more about a team from week one to week two uh, than from week one. What I learned is Florida is not ready for prime time yet. They have some pieces that are there, uh, but they're not quite there. And that was a disappointing loss if you're a Gator fan. Definitely, definitely. A um, couple ex- couple other upsets uh, that really that I, I actually got to witness. Um, one Notre Dame. There's about four schools in college football. If, uh, if they lose their, they lose on a weekly basis. I won't shed a tear. Notre Dame is one of them. Um, just being the Miami Hurricane that I am. So um, to see that they lost to to see that they uh, struggled. I knew they'd struggle offensively throughout the year. I just didn't see where the points were coming from. They don't have any really dynamic receivers. Uh, Tyree at running back, really dynamic. Meyer at tight end, dynamic, but 
they just don't have a lot of skill guys. Tyler Buckner isn't really the guy either. He's he's the definition of that that game manager, that college game manager. Uh, but Marshall gave them everything they wanted, and you know it's all it's always it's always cool to see that the the current NFL stars of today, when their their younger siblings are really making plays, but this is basic stuff, right? If you're on the left hash, are we really and, and we see a corner pressed up? Are we really throwing a an out route to the opposite side of the opposite uh, sideline? What? What? I don't know if I mean we don't have to really get deep into the X's and O's kind of thing, but this is basic stuff. And if that guy has his last name is Gilmore and his last his first name Stephen, you kind of put two and two <laughs> together. And yeah, Stephon Gilmore's little brother Stephen Gilmore uh, had almost had two pick sixes. He had one, but he should have had two. Uh, you got to got to put got to finish it, big fella. You got to finish it. But I mean, to throw back to back picks the same exact way, then get benched and your backup comes in and throws another pick to the short side of the field. He doesn't read the triangle, which is the corner, the safety, the linebacker. The linebacker comes underneath it, picks it off. I mean, on your first play coming in, I mean, this is the first time that a Notre Dame head coach has gone 0-2. Oh, I'm sorry, 0-3 to start his head coaching career. Uh, Marcus Freeman, oof, we, they were very high on you going into the, the um, into the regular season, especially after le- replacing Chip Kelly. You also said it would be a very, very good day to win their win your first game as a, in a home opener um, at no for at home in South Bend. And well, yeah, maybe next week. <laughs> maybe next week. Which Kelly did he did he replace? Brian Kelly. Right. The LSU head coach who right, should right. have who should have fired his uh, his special teams coordinator by now. Way down yonder here in the great state of Louisiana, but uh, <laughs> I digress. Um, I, I make no bones about it. I tell I, I, I tell everyone if you know me, I'm gonna give it to you straight, no chaser. And while not a big Notre Dame fan, I was pulling. And still pulling for Marcus Freeman uh, because of the historical implications there. Um, No, he's not the first black head coach at Notre Dame, but heck, they don't get too they don't get too too they they don't get there too often there not at not at that school. So uh, (laughs) was kind of hoping that he would uh, have a better start. Definitely that would hurt. Yeah, it did. That, it did. that 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 hurt, and I think um, I was asking, "Hey, um, who who's quarterbacking them?" <laughs> yeah, you sent me a text. You said, "Did did, did Byron Leftwich give up his OC job to come back, to go for, a back six year, yeah. for a six year for a six year eligibility?" <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it was just this. You, you wonder these things, you know. And, and if so, did he come? Is he going to make it back? In Texas, the time for the um, to call um, the Bucks game, but hey, uh, great win by Marshall! Congratulations, um, hey, time to buckle in, Notre Dame. I mean, you were all hyped and all of this in the off season, and this is a great move. The players were all happy because of this move. Hey, now prove it. Let's go. So last but not least on this on this upset, actually we had two upsets in the Big Ten. 
in the Big Ten. We had so you know that that school I said there's like four schools you just don't schedule. Well, one of them was Georgia Southern, and they're run, they're they're led by Clay Helton, the the former USC head coach. I didn't think he I think he didn't fit at USC, but if he got to a school and I said and I said it in the off season, I was having some conversations on some other other shows where I said Clay Helton's not a terrible coach. He's just not a fit at USC. USC is kind of like Notre Dame or the Dallas Cowboys. You have to have a flashy head coach uh, with a, like, and you see what they got. You see what USC got. So mm-hmm. you can. T- so, but I also saw Nebraska <laughs> against Northwestern. I said, "Ooh, they have Georgia Southern. That's going to be interesting." Um, I flipping around. Nebraska's kind of hanging around, and then they weren't, and then it became forty five forty two, and Nebraska's driving at the end of the game, and there's a fifty two yard field goal. Now we kickers are head cases as it is at the NFL level. They're really head cases, but at the college level, you said, "Oh, I want to let my kicker." you know, get me out of this and take me to overtime with a 52 yarder with a, his long is like 47. Mm, okay. Not only did he, did not only did he hook it, not only does it short, but he completely bricked this, this kick and Georgia Southern walked into Lincoln, Nebraska and beat Nebraska. Folks, this is not your, this is not my Nebraska that I saw. This is definitely not Rick's Nebraska that he saw with Tommy Fraser and company. This, this is, this is some, this is what they, this is that new stuff. I mean, Georgia Southern walking into Lincoln, really? Mm. Shout out to my frat brother. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my frat uh, brother Bianco Berry, who's a Georgia Southern alum. Uh, wow, wow. Wow, I, I just remember the text coming in and said, Nebraska down by three. And I'm looking at the time on, on the clock, just a regular clock. I'm like, man, that game is that game is pretty well in there. I was thinking it was like a first quarter score at first. I'm like, no, this game is pretty. What in the world is going on? Uh, I'm just going to give some, because um, I know we're going to do our superlatives, and I don't want to just, take away the glory, but I'm just going to say KV kicks some B-U-T-T. And I'll explain that a little later on. For those who know, you already know. Great win. Um, Nebraska. Uh, I think you got Oklahoma soon. Uh Mm. Uh-oh. Nebraska, this is Scott... I, I said it a couple weeks ago. I said Scott <laughs> won't be fired until October first. Mm. Just calm down, calm down. It, 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 that buyout is fifteen million right now. It has to go down to about seven. October first, it drops to about seven million, and then those those collect that collectible. Say okay, here here's seven million. Go away, please. By all means, go away. Mm. We 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 leave everything in your office. Leave everything. Leave your coaching staff. We want you to get so far away from Lincoln, Nebraska. You will take as a matter. We can take that alumni status back too. We, we it's been it's been a while. That's how bad those people want him gone. Like they don't want any, know, anything with him. And, and we're not going to be. Well, I'm not going to be the person to call out coaches. I used to work with a lot of them. I know how much time they put in. Um, 
Freddie P, I'm surprised he's coming at him so hard, considering he used to be a coach. But we're gonna we're not gonna uh, talk about those days. Uh, yeah, one zero against Lakeland. One against one zero. Never mind. Anyway, uh, so but wow, Scotty, I, I know it's hard to get a program uh, where you want it to be, and this is, I mean, and your alma mater at at that. You know, can you imagine how disappointed it is for him? Mm-hmm. But you can't, like I said before. Um, there are some games you just can't lose. Georgia Southern's okay. I mean, I, they used to run the option like crazy. <laughs> now they're spreading um, it out. They're spreading it out. And, I mean, they were running the football down their throat. I mean, it wasn't like – I mean, Clay Helton's a great offensive coordinator, so you know the points are coming. But it's the last yeah, you, you should have some guys at this point. Where's the black shirts? Where this? Where's the black hats? Where's they, the? Mm. Where's, well, did they all turn white? I mean, they did wear they, throwback jerseys that looked like they were from like the nineties. You know, the tearaway jerseys, like the, they, they, that's what they looked like. They were, yeah. Uh, well, the, the tearaway jerseys are from more the seventies and eighties. Um, they got rid of them because of Oklahoma and mm-hmm. Nebraska. <laughs> because <laughs> after every daggone run by a running back, the jersey would be ripped, mm-hmm. and they had to um, they had to put it on another one. But wow, those days were so much fun. But anyway, <laughs> um, Nebraska has to pick it up. Um, shoot, and it, according to your timeline, there's only like 19 more days left in this month. Tick tock, tick tock. Tick-tock, tick-tock. So just a couple other notables. Uh, Iowa State walked into Ames, beat their rival 10-7. Iowa has a grand total of 14 points in two weeks. Kirk Ferentz, hire an offensive coordinator, recruit outside of the state of Iowa. Just saying. Um, Wisconsin, uh, you lost to a school from Washington, from Pullum, Washington. Pulling Washington. Mm. For, with a quarterback that was from Incarnate Word. That means he was in – that means he was an FCS quarterback a year before now. So one year ago. So, yeah, not good. Um, you cannot lose games like that. Otherwise, oh, and I'm sorry. I, every week I will be sl- – I have very little slander for any – any for those North Carolina Tar Heels. I love what I see offensively. Fire Gene Chizik. I will say this every week until you do it. Fire Gene Chizik. Georgia State should never mm. score 28 points and make you have to just really worry. Mac Brown, if you lose to a team you're not supposed to, ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. Leave Uncle Mac alone. They won the game. What more do you want? <laughs> they won the game. Man, hold on. What's the Tar Heel again? They're defensively deficient. That's what they are. <laughs> they're horrible. Oh, my God. Goodness, if Georgia State could have pulled that off, I mean, they had them, they had them, they had them. Hey, that 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 freshman, the freshman QB is okay though. Yeah, he's he's very good, very very good. But I'm sorry, you cannot give up what they're giving. I mean, they gave up 421 hey, they, yards of total offense, 235 on the ground. Hey man, they only gave up twenty eight points this time, man. Considering, <laughs> hey, 
Hey, it could have been like the the other time where who, who gave up forty points in the fourth quarter? Oh, App State. <laughs> I, I mean, so improve baby steps, right? Baby steps. Baby, baby steps. steps. Okay. Baby um, steps. last but not least, my my dark horse dark horse team, uh, those Tennessee Volunteers, found a way to walk into. Uh, on top, well, it used to be Hinesfield. I don't know what it is now, but they defeated the Pitt Panthers. Technically, this is an upset. Number twenty-four Tennessee over number seventeen Pitt. Hendon Hooker looks really good. They have the best receiving core in college football. Um, Cedric Tillman is a monster, and they have a they're a basketball team. Two six-three receivers. Um, they they gave everything they wanted. Um, your, um, I think this is going to be something that I'm going to a team in the SEC I'm going to be looking forward to seeing. Uh, shout out to those balls. Do me a favor in a couple weeks and knock off Florida, please. Thanks. Um, but that, that anything else that you saw throughout throughout yesterday that really kind of caught your eye? Uh, um, shout out to the Rattlers winning their first game of the season. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, always nice to know you're not going to win the 11. Let's see. Stand on, stand in the swack. The Jackson State Tigers. I told you I wanted to see them this game. Sixteen to three win against Eddie George and Tennessee State, <clears throat> which is telling me that their defense is legit. Jackson State's defense is legit. Offensively, though, there's still some kinks there. There's still some things there that, um, like I said, I'm not ready to crown them. You want to crown them, champs? Crown them. Mm, not sure yet. Not sure I'm, yet. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure either. They're 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 on their way. They're not there yet. So defensively, though, they they have one of the best defensive defenses in FCS. So. Uh, congrats to them. Uh, looking on the main circuit, let's see, Maryland won. Um, I think we touched all the, the, the major highlights. As you can tell, I did not mention my, my, my Canes. We expect to win against schools like uh, University of Southern Mississippi. Uh, Frank Gore's son, hey, that's just weird to say, Frank Gore Jr. had a homecoming. Uh, Frank Gore was in the building. Sorry, Frank Gore Jr. Um, we we were not giving up that. Canes uh, actually struggled early in the first half, uh, but only gave up seven points. Frank Gore Jr. had a grand total of seven carries for no yards, no yards. So yeah, um, that's your little bit for Canes. Um, yeah, nothing really. Every, I think we touched on everybody. I mean, Ohio State didn't let the the letdowns let let them down later. They they gave. Arkansas State, everything they wanted and some, 45-12. Um, the Dukies, they won. They beat. They went into the Big Ten, beat up on Northwestern. I think that's that's about it. You cannot spell victory without Duke. Oh, yes, you can. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into our superlatives. So I'll All let right. you kind of st- start this one off. Offensive Player of the Week. I alluded to it a little earlier. Let's go, Georgia Southern quarterback Calvin Treese, thirty-seven of fifty-six passing for four hundred. Get it, four zero nine passing yards. 
and a touchdown. He also had a touchdown rushing. Uh, they couldn't they couldn't stop him. They couldn't contain him. And when he needed to make a play, he did. Congratulations to Georgia Southern on their victory. Cal Vantrese is my offensive standout for the week. So I, I have an affinity for those quarterbacks that are really good and they step up in the biggest moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I saw a tweet as they as Alabama was um, or as Texas was um, getting their field goal at the end. And I said, oh, y'all left too much time. And I said, here's the it's a hell of a decision. Kick your don't be aggressive, kick your field goal, leave Bama with too much time and still lose, or go for it, not get it, and still give Bama the ball and still lose anyway. And I'm like, damn, that's a hell of a decision, right? So it was almost like when, when Bryce Young got the ball, it was like, okay, let's go. It was like dink, 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 dink down the field. And it was like, okay. And it was I, I've seen – I feel like I've seen this a million times, whether it's – whether it's Andrew Luck, whether it's RG3, whether it's Trevor Lawrence, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. I mean, the greats, it just looks – this is what it looks like when you're one of the greats. Bryce Young is the best – Is at least for now, you know why he is the best quarterback in the, in the, uh, in the country, why he was an All-American, why he won the Heisman. You see why. Mm-hmm. Um, my offensive player of the week is Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, that dude, I told you he he reminded me of little Russ mm-hmm. by getting away and, and doing what he did. It was um it was a good performance. What I want to know is, as is they say in fans town, just how many NIL deals does he have? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's earning every bit of it. Fansville, Fansville, Fansville. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, go ahead with the defensive guy. Defensive guy, Stephen Gilmore. Marshall. Mm, mm. I mean, you have, I mean, you're literally out here just picking off people because, and it's just because it's just a film study. So I look at him and I say, wow, making plays, you get a pick six, you make, I mean, he, you made a big time play in a big time moment. That's what big time players do, right? So mm. to go ahead and make that pick, you should have had two. You should have had two. Uh, but I'll take the one. Uh, you can tell he – I mean, it almost – if you watch the game, he looks like his older brother. So when I – I mean, it, it, even just how he's in, in the guy's hip pocket, he looks like it. He looks the part. He plays the part. Um, can't wait to see more from him. Now i got to watch a little bit of Marshall. Uh, but to help put away those, those, those pesky, pesky Irish people. Good job. Uh, I'm going to stay with a cornerback, and let's go USC Max Williams. Uh, seven tackles, Oof. one forced fumble, Oof. one interception. USC. That's the triple, triple crown right there for a corner, yeah. definitely, definitely. He, he, did, he did a little bit of everything in helping USC do what they do. So uh, Max Williams, I'm going to have to keep an eye on him a little bit more because – if he could uh, continue performing like that, you might have a future on Sundays, young man. Mm, definitely, definitely. Game of the week. We had so many good ones uh, in, a, in a week where we thought maybe we get a little bit of a lull. We had some good ones. What mm. say you? Uh, 
game of the week. Let's go overtime. And even though I missed it on my picks, let's go Baylor and 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 help me out here. Baylor and Baylor and BYU. BYU at BYU. God darn it. <laughs> I, I, I'm still sleeping over that game went into overtime. Uh, great game. I mean, for, it was great to me because I expected them to play the opposite way that, that they played. BYU was throwing the ball everywhere. And this is not your Art Browse um, Baylor team because they ran the ball over 50 times mm-hmm. <laughs> in this contest. 2020 going into overtime. Great. Um, good finish. Uh, the kickers. Whew. Oh, my gosh. Four missed kicks in the in, in the end of regulation and overtime. Crazy. Crazy. Wacky. Uh, sus- suspenseful. I lost it on my, um, on my picks, but still a good game. My game of the week. Speaking of overtime, real quick before I give you my game of the week, um, you, you you said you kind of went kind of fell asleep on overtime. You definitely wouldn't have stayed awake in this one. Uh, no, 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 I didn't fall asleep on overtime. Oh. It, it's made me sleepy. Oh, it made you <laughs> Even, sleepy. Well, this made, one would have made you sleepy. I stayed up for it. This one really would have made you sleepy. I saw the score and I said, "Nah, there's no way this game will go." I mean, they're they're gonna find a way, right? Nah, Bowling Green, mm. Eastern Kentucky, fifty nine. 57 in seven overtimes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Would that qualify for longest game? I know Texas A&M, I think it was Texas A&M and LSU, or was it Mississippi State and LSU a couple years back had like a seven overtime game? There's been a, I know there's been six overtime games. I'm trying to think, has there been an eight overtime game? That's a I mean, I, I don't know. As a as a as the quarter, if I told you you went twenty three of 40, 253 yards and five touchdowns, and you also led your team in rushing with five carries for sixty four yards and a touchdown, you'd think you won that game. Nah, nah. Shout out to Eastern Kentucky. But um, game of the week for me, game of the week for me is easy. App State Texas A and M. Stop putting these teams. On your schedule, they shouldn't even be an option. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if they have the little sisters of the poor on their team. Mm-hmm. They should never be on your schedule. It used to be Boise State. It may it may have used to been UCF, but now it's what the core four. You have Georgia, uh, Georgia Southern, North Dakota State, App State. Maybe, maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day Boise State will come back and get it. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, that game, it was everything you wanted, and App State pulled out the dub on the road. Thank you, thank you guys for softening that Texas AM team up uh, as we look ahead to next week. Oh, I'm sorry, real quick. I'm sorry. Helmet stickers, helmet stickers. Um, I give my helmet sticker to that entire, that entire. Uh, the offensive line for App State, you guys dominated. Got to give it to the entire right. offensive line. Arkansas linebacker Drew Sanders. Remember Ooh, this name? I saw him. I Remember saw him. Bama, Bama uh, transfer, right? 11 tackles, two sacks, one quarterback hurry, three tackles for losses. <laughs> Even had was involved in a pass breakup. 
dude was all over the field, mm-hmm. kicking. Oh, I'm sorry, Spencer Rattler. I I like your Spencer Rattler. I I told you to come to fam. You Rattlers for Rattler. It would have been a great thing, but no. You went to South Carolina, and this is what happens to you. Ouch. Sorry. Ouch. <clears throat> or if you could have just stayed at um, Oklahoma, you may still. Never mind. Nah, Dylan Gabriel would have took that. I'm sorry. Help <laughs> uh, um, a sticker, though, uh, goes to Sanders for his uh, play against South Carolina. He might want to be, he might be, if not for maybe Henry Tua Oto from at Alabama, he might be one of the best, if not the best, uh, linebacker in, uh, in the SEC right now. Um, but as we look forward to the to, to week three, we have some big games looming. Florida State, they get a real challenge. They get the Louisville Cardinal, who were down to UCF early last week. Um, on Friday, they get a Friday night game, you know, uh, against Louisville. That's going to be an interesting one. See how that defense faces off after a week off. Um, Miami, Texas A&M. Uh, we have. Oklahoma, Nebraska. Ooh, this might be the. Is it might if Oklahoma wins that game by a lot? Do they just say, "Here's the 15 million, go away"? Have you ever had something just so you just hate something so bad you just take a yeah. loss just to get rid yeah. of it? Yes, yes. I yes. mean it, that that's terrible. I mean, go. I don't typically wish you know the downfall, but Oklahoma put 60 on them, put them out of their misery. Mm-hmm. Um. We also, yeah, I know. BYU, Oregon. BYU has a pretty tough schedule this year. Uh, Oregon put up some points. They put up a lot of points uh, against uh, Eastern Washington. So we'll see definitely how those guys look. Uh, Penn State, Auburn, that should be a good one. Auburn looked okay, but, I mean, they didn't really play anybody. Um, Ole Miss, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech hung tough for about a half against Clemson. We'll see. Um, LSU, Mississippi State, Mississippi State pulled out pulled out one against Arizona, uh, so we'll definitely see. And North Carolina State, Texas Tech, they put Texas Tech, Houston was a barn burner. Mm. Came down to overtime. Came mm. down to uh, quarterback Donovan Smith scanning left, scanning right. He looks at his check down. His check down t- turns a, turns to make a block because he doesn't know if he's going to take off. Smart move. Donovan Smith takes off for 20 yards and scores at the end of the game for a walk-off touchdown. That will not be an easy game for North, Dakota, North Carolina State. They better run the football if they can. Um, you're, you're I want to know who, how many points North Carolina's going to give up this week. Ooh. How many points will North Carolina – Carolina give up this week. They will will a bye does a bye week count? Does uh, well, a bye week opponent opponent score? Just curious. Well, hey, hey, I've seen teams lose <laughs> to the bye week. I've seen teams <laughs> lose to the bye week. So yeah, I've seen crazier. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, if they do score, if an injury happens, I don't know. Don't let the bye week beat you, North Carolina. I don't know. Give Maybe me the bye beat. plus three. <laughs> the bye plus three. That's a good one. I love it. Uh, but, yeah, though, we have some big ones coming up this week. Definitely uh, Miami, Texas A&M is the marquee game. That one's going to be in College Station, so we'll definitely be paying attention to that one. You'll know how I feel 
Uh, well, I'll get. I'll go deep. I might go deep into that one. See if I can get some. See if we can get a a, a special special guest on to talk about that one from from the Canes' point of view. Um, see what we can do. Come on, coming on Wednesday. See what we can do. But until we come back to you guys on Wednesday, make sure you follow the show on Twitter. Rick, where can they find you so they can find out what a Tar Heel is? Uh, <laughs> you can find me at Rick Brown 91 <laughs> Wow. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. Did oh, my no, God. It was like I, it was out in like a replay of the um, of the uh, <laughs> Out the BYU game, and and then missing field goals, oh. and it was just coming through my headset. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going crazy!" Okay, find me on Twitter at Rick Brown ninety one. Hey, I'm still trying to find out what's a Tar Heel. Anybody? 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 Bueller? Bueller? Ooh. Ooh. Mm. <clears throat> you can find me on Twitter, Fred Produce CFB. You can also follow the show on Twitter at CFB Overdrive. Uh, we'll be uh, hitting you with the latest anything news, notes related until we come back to you guys on Wednesday where we'll be talking a little Canes football. We have Miami Hurricanes versus Texas A&M. Uh, Aggies after they took a nice home loss. You guys, we have until then, make sure you guys stay safe and peace. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop it. Hold up. Before we go Earlier today, I met with Coach Scott Frost and informed him we were making a change in the leadership of our football program, effective immediately. Scott has poured his heart and soul into the Nebraska football program, both as a quarterback and head coach, and I appreciate his work and dedication. Blah, 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 blah. Trev Alberts, Vice Chancellor, Director of Athletics. Wow. We got breaking news, breaking news. Scott Frost, gone. Ooh, wow! That was that was that was unexpected, but very much expected. Mm. Uh oh, Nebraska! That's he right before Oklahoma too. Mm. Mm. We'll be talking about this one definitely a little bit more on Wednesday. We will definitely touch on this on Wednesday. But until then, guys, stay safe and peace. Peace.